2: From the
3: USA Today Network, welcome to The CHOP,
2: a Rutgers football podcast.
3: Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The CHOP, a Rutgers football podcast. I am uh, your guest host this week, Dave Rivera. I'm uh, filling in for Ryan Ross, who is uh, off this week, taking a few days off. Well-deserved break, and uh, I'm sitting here uh, pinch hitting for Ryan. Uh, I get the, start- the starting job this week. Hopefully, I don't uh, fumble a couple times or you know throw a couple interceptions. I'm just uh, trying to be a game manager here. So, um, with me as always is uh, Chris Eisman, uh, the Rutgers beat writer. Chris, uh, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing well. It's good to have you, Dave.
2: Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's good to be here. And uh, Steve Edelson is our uh, columnist, Rutgers columnist, and all things columnist. Steve, uh, how are you today?
4: Great. Great to have you, Dave. You're on Noah Vedral today. I'm to an- <laughs> the game.
2: Hopefully I don't get knocked out at any point, so we'll see. Um, so, guys, uh, here we are at uh, Penn State week. Um, and, you know, Rutgers uh, sitting here, uh, coming off a big victory over Indiana, which now sets up the Penn State game. It's a big game for Rutgers coming up, but the reason why it's a big game is because of what they did against Indiana uh, this Saturday. Uh, Chris, can you just tell us a little bit about that game. And it was just such a a dominating 38 three performance over the Hoosiers. You were there in Indiana and Bloomington. Uh, Tell us, you know, what you saw up there and what really impressed you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Dave. I mean, look, I think the big question was how was Rutgers going to respond to that Wisconsin, you know, blowout at home, you know, when they lost 52 to three, how are they going to come back from that? Um, Will they be able to recover? And certainly I think obviously they, they did, they did in a big way. Um, You know, you go out to Indiana, they, they, completely just demolished uh, the Hoosiers 38 to three. And it was a type of game that real Rutgers really needed. You know, it was, they had six takeaways. Um, They had, they had been having a drought in in terms of forcing turnovers, So that was a big, a good sign for them. Um, It got the offense more opportunities and short fields to work with. And the offense took advantage of it when it needed to. Um, And then I think the offensive line played well, especially after, you know, they they put Gus Linskis in at center and slid Nick Crittman over to right guard. So I thought that was a positive sign. They were able to get the run game going a little bit. And listen, I think for the program, you know, Indiana was reeling. I mean, let's let's just, you know, we, we need to say that. I mean, that's a, that's a team that's really struggling this year, has not lived up to expectations at all. Certainly injuries at quarterback haven't helped. But it's a big step for Rutgers to go on the road and win these games that they should be winning. You know, a couple of years ago, that wasn't the case. Rutgers wouldn't have been able to beat a team like Indiana. But now it's winning the games that it should be winning. It's getting the, you know, beating teams that it should be beating and that's a step in the right direction. And now obviously they have a very tough opponent, in Penn State, but, you know, to even the record at five and five, keep the bowl hopes alive. That was a big step for the program.
4: Well, I got to tell you, the, the aftermath of that is Rutgers is playing meaningful games in November, and I'm not sure any of us really, truly believe that was going to be the case this year, but it is now, and there's going to be a point where just getting to 500 and getting to a bowl game is not going to be the measure of success for this program, but it is right now, and that's where they're at, and you know that win really was as big a win as Rutgers has had in a long time. To make this even bigger now at Penn State,
3: and what was really impressive too was they were missing three linebackers in, in conley Fadakasi, Tyreek Maddox Williams, and Tyshawn Fogg, and they had young players step up, guys like Tyrene Powell, um, you know, Keante Hamilton, who's getting more snaps at, at nose guard. You know, these young players are starting to step up and make an impact, and that's been a big deal for them. So it was absolutely it was it was the type of response that Rutgers needed. You know, Greg Schiano said he was really paying attention to their energy at the start of the game and he liked what they saw. They came out, uh, first, forced a turnover right away, kind of you know put the stamp on the game, and, and really Indiana had no shot. You could kind of just tell as that game was going on that the Hoosiers weren't going to come back and win, and certainly Rutgers you know, did what it had to do and, and took care of business.
2: Look, it's a, it's a big win. There's, there's no doubt about it. And as you guys were saying, Steve was saying, this is a, this is a big win for the program. You know, uh, it's, it, it's, it's Indiana, and we know they were reeling, but they took care of business, and they, they did it in the right way, and now it sets them up for Penn State. And you know now they're they five and five, and now we can talk bowl games again uh, for Rutgers. So you know that that that's that's a big part of this right now.
3: Yeah, and this has been a roller coaster season. I mean, you know, it's kind of been like they've had really bad losses, and then they kind of come back and have a really good win. Um, you know, obviously that that you know if they don't go to a bowl, if they don't make it, that that loss to Northwestern on the road is really going to hurt. You know, that's that's going to sting a little bit more. But at the same time, that was after that really tough three game stretch where they played three top ten teams. And then, you know, you, you, they were they were banged up at that point. So that was a tough loss in a lot of ways. But look, as you said, Dave, they're five and five. You have Penn State on the road. Then you come back and you have Maryland at home. a certainly a beatable team. Um, you know, we'll see what they can do. But they, they kept their season alive by beating Indiana. And, and I think at this point, that's, that's what's most important for them.
2: Steve, if you're a Rutgers fan right now, after 10 games, what you've seen at five and five with two games to play, What is going through your mind? How do you uh, really feel about what you've seen so far in 2021 at this
4: point? You know, I think if you're a Rutgers fan right now, you have to be pleasantly surprised at what you've seen so far. I mean, yes, there have been some disappointing losses, some lopsided games where they just weren't in it. But as we said earlier, they've won the games they were supposed to win. And I think that is huge. And you've set yourself up where you have a chance to go to a bowl game, uh, you have a chance to go into Penn State and beat a Penn State team that, that is reeling. And I think even if they don't win this game, I think if you see that good effort and you go into the Maryland game, you know, feeling like you can win that game and go to a bowl game, I, I think you have to be happy with what you've seen from the team so far this season.
2: Yeah, so it's Rutgers and uh, Penn State at noon this Saturday at Beaver Stadium and State College. Uh, our friends at Tipico Sportsbook have Penn State favored by 17 and a half. Chris, you know, initial thoughts about this game. We're talking about if Rutgers, you know, has a good showing, a good performance. But this is also a Penn State team that lost to Illinois at home just a few weeks ago. Granted, in nine overtimes, which was probably the ugliest football game you'd ever want to see in your life. Yeah. But you know, it, it it shows Penn State's vulnerability a little bit here. So, is there any chance that Rutgers can come in here? And, and we'll get some predictions later on. But any chance that Rutgers can come in here and really make some noise?
3: Look, I I think that absolutely there is a possibility that Rutgers goes in there and puts up a good fight. You know, I mean, Michigan's a really good team, and we saw what they did against Michigan on the road in a very, very tough environment. And by the way, for whatever reason, and I think that Greg Shiano would love to figure out this answer, but Rutgers plays well on the road. We Nobody knows really why they play so well on the road and not as well at home, but whether it's just kind of getting away with the, you know, you know, there's 74 players and the coaches and the staff, and there's no distractions, maybe that's it, but they play well on the road. So if they can go in there and kind of put up a fight, I think that there's a a good possibility of that. I I think it's going to be tough because obviously Penn state is just, you know, in the trenches that they're big, they're strong. I think that that's where they're going to have an advantage. I think for Rutgers though, you want to go in, you want to try and take the ball away. And the biggest thing is take care of the football on your own. Rutgers is 5-0 and this year when they don't commit a turnover. They're 0-5 when they do. I mean, that that's a stat that really stands out. So take care of the football. Uh, try and get a takeaway. Try and get the offense short fields to work with, as it did against Indiana. Again, it's going to be tougher to do that against Penn State. But if you can come close to kind of replicating that performance, I think they're going to give themselves a really good op- a chance to win. And I think that's all you want to do. And, and Greg Sciano has often spoken about going into the fourth quarter with an opportunity to win the game. And if they can do that, I think they're going to be in a really good standing. Pen- Penn State's definitely beatable. You know, we've seen that. They have weaknesses. Whether or not Rutgers can take advantage of that, we'll see on Saturday.
2: So Greg chiano spoke uh, this week, obviously looking ahead to the Penn State game, and he spoke a little bit about what it would take to beat Penn State and State College. Let's listen in, um, and then you guys can respond. Here's, here's Greg chiano
1: Well, I, I can tell you this. Uh, whether it's this game or any game, you got to take care of the football first and foremost, right? Um, when we don't turn the ball over, we win at least in 2021. So that I guess would be the first thing, take care of the football. And then the next thing would be if we can take it away from them, that gives us a real good chance. So that's where it starts, but there's a lot of things that make that happen, right? Some of it is schematics, some of it is techniques. All those things have to come into play, but more than anything, you got to play really, really hard over an extended period of time. And that takes a great deal of focus.
2: So Chris, your your takeaway from that, it looks like Shiano's talking about takeaways.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: I mean, that's been the big theme. You know, it was a big theme after the Indiana, Indiana game. Um, and it was the story, too, the previous week against Wisconsin because Rutgers committed four turnovers, and obviously we saw it happen in that game. So it's more than a trend at this point. It's, it's just kind of a big – it's been a big pillar of the season, a big part of the season, the turnovers, the takeaways. Um, so I think that that's going to be another big key against Penn State. There's no doubt about it. So we'll see what they can do.
2: Steve, what do you think?
4: Well, you know, I think turnovers are going to be a key. I, I really think I think Rutgers needs to come out and play well early. This is a team that is not built to come back, particularly on the road. You're going to have Noah Vedral managing the game. And I think that plays into the turnover as, w- as well. You don't want to come out there and commit turnovers early. You don't want to come out there and make mistakes early. I think Rutgers has to play well early. I think that first quarter – is going to be key for them. If they can get off to a good start here, I think they have a chance in this game.
3: I absolutely agree with that. Deliver the first punch. You know. See if you can deliver the first punch and put Penn State in the hole early and see what they can do you know, and put them in position to have to come back. I think that would be huge for Rutgers.
2: And yes, obviously the focus is Penn State, Penn State, Penn State this week. And Shiana's been trying to hammer that home. As we talked earlier, Rutgers needs just one win to secure a bowl berth. They've got two games left, but Penn State is first. Well, let's hear from Greg Shiano because obviously, you know, these these players could start thinking bowl game already. They say, Hey, we just gotta win one out of two and we're in a bowl. And I'm sure that Shiano just wants them focused just on this one game. So let's listen to 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 Greg talk about, you know, players staying focused with all the ball talk, you know, in the air. So here's Greg Shiano again.
1: That's their choice. You know, I've I've educated them that there's no such thing as multitasking. People you know, people who believe they can do that, you're just average tasking is what you're doing. You're doing two things. Sort of, sort of, right? And look, we're not good enough. We may not be good enough to win the game. I don't know that. We're going to find that out Saturday. But I know we're not good enough to be watching that and watching that. That that doesn't work. So I hope they trust me and believe that what I'm telling them is the truth and uh, that our whole focus has to be on Penn State.
2: Yeah, so there's Greg talking about, you know, hey, you've got a game in front of you to play. Don't worry about what this team's doing, that team's doing. Don't worry about if you lose. Then there's Maryland next. Steve, what, what are your what are your thoughts about that kind of uh, uh, focus?
4: I think we're going to find out a lot about this coaching staff over the next couple of weeks, right here. Um, again. It is going to be up to them this week, as Greg Ciano just said, to keep this team focused. And we're going to find out pretty quickly how successful they were at that. And again, I I think how they manage the game before the game and on the field is going to be critical here. And it's going to be critical at Maryland next week. So, uh, again, you know, it comes down to the players. But I think in key spots we're gonna find out a lot about this coaching staff over the next two weeks.
2: Yeah, Chris, you're you're close to the players. You 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 know, what what do you hear from them or what are they saying? What do you think their focus is? I mean, you're 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 nearby all the time.
3: Well, first of all, there's good life lessons in there from Greg. No average tasking. No multitasking. But anyway, um, I look, I think in this day and age, I mean, I think it's, it's really hard for players to completely block out the outside noise. I mean, there, I mean, a lot of them are on social media. They know the talk that's out there. They know where they are as a program and what it would mean to get that bowl win. So I think that that certainly is a, is a complicating factor. I mean, it's tough to completely block out that noise and that distraction, but I completely agree with Steve. I think that it's going to be on the coaching staff to keep them focused and you know, as, as Shiano said, I mean, that's their choice. Like, you can educate them all you want on trying to block that stuff out, but you're not around them 24 hours a day seeing what they're doing and seeing what they're reading and and seeing on, on Twitter and everywhere else. I mean, so it's hard. But, again, they were focused against Indiana. Now they have to stay focused against Penn State. I do think that this team is capable of kind of blocking out the noise as best it can, but I think it's – it's you it would be naive to say that they're not thinking about the possibility of a bowl game at this point.
2: Well, listen, let's let's find out a little bit more about uh, Rutgers opponent uh, this week in the Penn State Nittany Lions. And we're really happy to bring in Frank Bodani of the York Daily Record. He covers Penn State football, has covered Penn State football since 1994. Uh, basically, their whole t- almost just about their whole time in the Big Ten. And so, Frank, uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you here. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. How are you?
0: Hey, really great. It's It's good to be on here. Thanks, guys.
2: Absolutely, thank you for joining us. And uh, really listen, nice. uh, you know, Penn State uh, at six and four overall, three and four in the Big Ten. If, if we had had this conversation about a Penn State Rutgers game about five weeks ago, I think we'd have a, a very different conversation here. Penn State was five and zero oh at one point, and uh, talking, you know, college football playoff, ranked number four in the nation. But a lot has changed since then. Frank, can you kind of break down the the two seasons that that Penn State has really had so far? Sure,
0: I think I think the biggest thing is Sean Clifford, their quarterback. He was healthy when they were five and zero. He got hurt against Iowa, and then things have completely <laughs> unraveled. I mean, not all at once, maybe, but little by little, uh, he's back. He's not a hundred percent healthy, I don't think. I mean, certainly not after the Michigan game. I mean, he was sacked seven times, hit several others, a couple of times he looked like he could barely get to his feet. He didn't come out for post-game interviews, which is a rarity. So his status even going into this game? And, I, you know, to me now for Penn State, it's about their attitude, their desire, their motivation. Do they have it at this point? I mean, you you assume, right, that they want to get have a winning record, save the season a little bit, senior day. But I, I, I don't think there's any guarantee for that at this point. Um, so Frank, uh, in addition to Sean Clifford, obviously this offense
3: has really struggled in these last, you know, really four out of five Mm -hmm. games in these losses. I mean, what is the biggest issue aside from Clifford that that's really kind of hindered this offense and, and not allowed it to play at the expectations that they have?
0: Well, I mean, it centers around the offensive line, but, but I don't really know why, because there seems to almost be a disconnect between new offensive coordinator, Mike Yursich and his players, assistants, something, right? Because they have three returning starters on the offensive line, a fourth guy who played last year. These guys really weren't that bad at running the ball last year. So what the heck? Did they forget how to play football and block? I, I don't understand it. And there's it's and there's and we can't understand it. We ask Franklin about this every single week, and we don't get really good answers, but they can't run the ball. Now last week they finally decided to let one running back their I think their most talented guy, Kevon Lee carry the ball more than 10 times in a game. And he did pretty well. And I think that would be part of their hope going forward here Saturday in our last two games, if they can come out and get some stability, because I don't know what shape Clifford's in. And I'm not sure it would take Rutgers a whole lot to really damage him. I mean, if they could get at him early, like you guys mentioned in the first quarter, deliver a couple of blows, come after him, knock him down, um, start off with that kind of fire. Then I think Penn State's in trouble to a degree because who's their
2: quarterback if he can't perform? Yeah, that that was a really big issue. And that showed in the Iowa game for for Penn State, Uh, the the big drop off in quarterback if Sean Clifford does go down. And, you know, I I still don't think he's 100%. So like you're saying, Frank, if – if Rutgers gets a couple of shots at him early, you know, that, that could be trouble for Penn State. Uh, we also talked about the Penn State running game, how there really isn't a running game uh, this season, uh, you know, with all the stable running backs. It's, it's amazing that nobody, Kevon Lee's done it, but, but it's amazing that nobody's really stepped up. But can you tell the Rutgers fans the one guy that you really have to watch out for, the most dangerous player on the field? I think we know who we're talking about in wide receiver Jahan Dotson of Penn State, this guy's the home run hitter. Can you can you tell the Rutgers fans about, about uh, Jahan and just how dangerous he can be?
0: Well, he's the whole package because he he's the hardest worker on the team. His root, root running is really sharp. His hands, I mean, he has the whole thing. He's And he's deceptively faster um, than what people think. So he, he's dynamic. The, the problem, though, is he got knocked out the second the last play of the game. He took a wicked hit had to leave it. So we're thinking he's fine, but we don't know. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. You know, hopefully, you know, if he's he, – we have no idea if he suffered a concussion or or what on that play. So that's a big thing. But I'd also say almost more of a uh, game record that could be that Rutgers has to pay attention to is on defense, and that's Arnold Abikidi, who the transfer from Temple, he's been there, Penn State's most dependable – Disruptive defensive player from week one through the Michigan game. He's a defensive end who just never gives up, and he's pretty much good for one or two sacks a game. So the thing for Rutgers, you can't, like you guys said, no turnovers at the beginning of this game. Got to keep an eye on Abikiti and keep him off uh, your quarterback.
2: Yeah, Frank, you, you mentioned Abikiti in that Penn State defense. Uh, Greg Schiano. Uh, is very well uh, he knows a lot about defense Greg chiano let's say that so he's, he's very aware of what Penn State can do and, and earlier this week uh, he spoke about uh, the, the Penn State defense so let's listen into Greg chiano on that
1: Well they're really good I mean they're top 10 scoring defense in the country so that means no one has scored when you, when you reach that level it means not many people have scored points on you um, they're really really athletic they run very well uh, I think their secondary is outstanding. They got really um, very athletic linebackers. And even though they've lost some guys to season-ending injuries in the defensive front, um, they're still very good. So, yeah, it's, there's a reason that they're top-10 scoring defense.
2: So, Frank, if you're Rutgers or your opponent in general, how do you attack the Penn State defense?
0: I think you do what Michigan and Illinois. You try to do what Michigan and Illinois did, and that's pound them up front with the run game because um, you may not have tremendous breakaway success, but if you keep at it, which is what both of those teams did against Penn state, you kind of, you control the game a little bit and you keep Penn state, Sean Clifford and Dotson off the field. You play the game on your terms, you know, Ken Rutgers do that. I'm not saying they can maybe do it as well as Michigan, but I think that's a, big hope for them. I think that's how you go after them. Um, I don't think Rutgers, I don't think Rutgers is going to come out trying to throw the ball all the time with Vedral and Penn state secondary, but running the ball has proven successful at times. So Chris, Chris, what do you think about that? Do you think, do you think Rutgers, I mean,
2: you know, decent game against Indiana, I, I know, but do you think that they can run the ball a little bit?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the you know, we've we've talked about it so many times this year that this offense goes as the offensive line goes. And it's been inconsistent all season long. We'll see what it looks like on Saturday in terms of what combination they go with. I'm very interested to see I mentioned it earlier with putting Gus Linskis in at center, a true freshman, and sliding uh Krimen over to guard. I'm 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 very curious to see if they actually start with that combination on Saturday, because it was pretty effective against Indiana. But yeah, the offense has been inconsistent all year and and I think you know, listen, Wisconsin, it was a really good defense and, and Rutgers struggled to move the ball against them. So, you know, we'll see what they can do against Penn state, but I, I think that that's going to be the toughest thing. I mean, Penn state's only giving up like 17.1 points per game. They have one of the best defenses in the big 10. Obviously that's a, been a big strength all year. So I think if Rutgers, you know, it's going to have to play its best offensively to have a chance to move the ball consistently and put itself in position to win. I think that's going to be the toughest thing. Frank, just
2: one like last question. We talked about uh, Rutgers focus uh, earlier in the show mm-hmm. Um, with the bowl game talk and things like that. Penn State's focus. Look, it's been a disappointing season for Penn State after a great start. You've got all these, you know, rumors uh, about uh, Franklin and, and other jobs out there floating around USC. Whether it's true or not, they're out there. Uh, what about Penn State's focus with two games left coming off this, uh, no, another tough loss, you know, Saturday against Michigan? What is their mindset coming in? And is, it, is that something that Rutgers could take advantage of?
0: I think it's possible to me. That's the biggest dis- deciding factor in the game. I mean, Penn State is still deeper, more talented. You know, they have the advantage to win this game at home. There's no question they should. But I'm not. I don't know where their mindset is. You know, at times you saw the last few weeks some questions about that on the field. I mean, you know, Brandon Smith, for example, one of their best linebackers. I mean, he had a game kind of saving play he didn't even try to tackle the guy he yeah, like he, tried he just tried him. to push him he just tried to push him I know he didn't wrap. he didn't
2: do anything Problematic, you
0: know and and after the game the the mood of these guys was you know they weren't I almost expect them to be a little more pissed off and fired up after the game and I didn't get that and you don't know if that's always media coaching or teaching but I almost get the sense this has been a tough year for them and it's been a long year in the sense of a we talked about their struggles. I don't know what they have left <laughs> as far as focus. And that to me, if they don't have it, that keeps Rutgers in the game. That's the thing. Yet yeah, that's the that's what keeps Rutgers in it. And if Rutgers can stay in it, you saw what happened when Iowa could stay in it at the end. You saw what happened when Michigan could stay in it again. Penn State's defense is good, but if Penn State's defense is out there the whole game trying to save it, those teams found a way to beat Penn State's defense because they were in it at the end. So that's So
2: so Frank, at at, at 17 and a half, uh, the spread uh, per typical sports (laughs) book, your prediction for Saturday, Penn state Rutgers. I mean, this is, you know, this is, this is up in the air a little bit. It's an interesting uh, matchup at this time of year. So what do you, what do you think?
0: Well, first of all, I would stay away from it. If I'm a better, because if Penn state comes out focused, they cover the spread completely. If they don't, they don't cover the spread. So, who who do, who knows what that is? I'm going under. I'm going that Penn State is not going to have the kind of focus and energy, and that they're going to find a way to eke out a win by a touchdown, maybe 27-20 type of game.
2: Thank you very much, Frank. 27-20. You heard it right there. So, Frank Bodani of the uh, York Daily Record. Frank, thank you so much. Ydr.com is where you can find his work. Uh, Penn State beat writer. He'll be uh, covering the game Saturday uh, along with Chris. And uh, we look forward to all the coverage. So, Frank, again, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it.
3: Hey, thank you. All the best, guys. Thanks, Frank.
2: So, Steve and Chris, uh, you know, there you have it. Uh, Penn State team that, you know, really at the beginning of the season, we thought was going to be a real force. Top 10 team, you know, maybe a 9-10, 11-win team. Um, and now they're struggling. So let's let's talk about this game and, and let's 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 hear your predictions, um, Steve. what do you think uh, about Rutgers heading into Saturday at this time of season with everything that's going on and Penn State uh, reeling a l- reeling a little bit, as Frank was saying?
4: Yeah, I mean, again, I think you look at the body of work over the last two seasons for Penn State, ten and nine, struggling right now. I mean, I just don't think you can consider them a Big Ten elite at this moment. And uh, you know, listen. Rutgers, I think, can go in there and keep the game close. You know, I, I I think their defense is good enough to keep this close. The question is, can they score enough points against this Penn State defense? And I'm not sure they can, but I think it will be a close game. Um, I I honestly like Penn State in maybe like 24-17 in this game. Um, I think the under is definitely in play uh, in this game. So I, I, I like Penn I I think Rutgers is going to lose a close game. I think they'll play well, but I think it will be disappointing in the end.
2: Chris, what what do you think going into this one?
3: Yeah, look, I mean, this has always been, I should say too, that Rutgers has not beaten Penn state since 1988. So if they do pull out a win, I mean, that would be a huge monumental program defining victory for them. Um, And Ruck and Penn state has won 29 of the 31 meetings between the two teams all time. So it's been a very, very one-sided series. I, I don't think that that, Rutgers is going to win on Saturday Uh, I just I can't see them moving the ball enough and and their offense getting going consistently enough to really as Steve said score enough points to take this team down I think that in the trenches it's going to be really tough so I'm going to say 24-10 Penn State I just think that at this point they're still more talented they're still in better position to win and I think they'll be able to capitalize on that I just I don't think Rutgers is there just yet to take a team down like Penn State but You never know. My predictions have been quite off this year, so we'll see.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm kind of like in between you guys. Uh, I'm going uh, Penn State uh, 24-13. I think that it it will, you know, it will be under 17 and a half. I think it's going to be at times a little bit of an ugly game. Uh, Penn State has uh, played some ugly football this season. They haven't looked pretty. And so I think it's one of those uh, games where, you know, they'll, They'll, they'll have uh, some control of the game, but you'll always feel like Rutgers is just a player or two away from making something uh, happen here. So, But I do say 24-13 Penn State. And uh, Chris and, and Steve, I, I thank you guys uh, uh, very much. Uh, you guys were uh, – you, you caught all my passes. Uh, I, I, I threw a couple over your head maybe, but, uh, <laughs> but I think we did okay. Um, and I thank you guys very much. And uh, Chris and Steve, uh, app.com, northjersey.com, My Central Jersey – They're all over the map here in New Jersey covering Rutgers football. Really appreciate you guys, uh, as always, uh, doing this show. It's a great one. And so for Chris Eisman, uh, Steve Edelson, Frank Bodani, and Paul Wood uh, working uh, behind the scenes on Dave Rivera, thank you all very much. And uh, Ryan Ross, if you're listening, make sure you come back next week. So uh, we'll see you guys uh, all again next Wednesday, Rutgers versus Penn State at noon this Saturday. Take care, everybody.